welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi guys, welcome back to your favorite podcast about a horror movie couple that watch all the horror movies and one of them almost dies. My name is Cindy. With me is... Josh! Yay! Welcome to The Ring, American Edition! (laughs) So we break down horror movies thematically by month, and this month we are doing uh, Make and Remake. Mm -hmm. So we watched Ringu, the Japanese original uh, ring, And, of course, now we're going to watch the American one. Yep. The Japanese film came out in 1998, and this film came out in 2002. All right. (coughs) Go. 2002. That was a huge year in my life, for sure. That was the year I started college. Uh, that was the year I got married for the first time. <laughs> I took a year off after I graduated high school. And I started school in 2002. Good on you. I worked uh, in a factory. And realized I don't want to work in a factory. Fuck, factory work sucks. Yes. Like, oh, it's bad. Like, when people are like, Josh, why, why are you not a fan of capitalism? I'm like, bro, you ever worked in a factory? F- from, like, minimum motherfucking wage? Yeah. It's bullshit. I did. And it sucked. I watched a millionaire jump up on a table and threaten to take everyone's fans away in the dead of summer because we weren't working fast enough. So, uh, fuck, fuck that, capitalism. Y'all. Fuck it. All right. So back to The Ring. <laughs> 2002. Go. <laughs> I, uh... I had graduated officially in December of 2001, but I walked in 2002. And then that August, uh, I got married for the first time. Uh, 2002 was a big year for me because I had a moment where I realized I could drink any day I wanted. (laughs) And did. And did. Uh, It was fun. Josh Um, party tired, y'all. 2002 was a good time. The world of 2002. Mm Mm-hmm. Was the year that the Euro was introduced? Yep. Fun, fun. That was. I remember that being a really big deal. And now we're like post-Brexit. It's like, oh, well, well that was a fun England ride for never jumped on. They the never year. did the Euro. They always did the pound. But it was still, I mean, it, that's what the whole thing was, that it was yeah. this universal. Uh, the Winter Olympics occurred in Salt Lake City. Okay. Yay. Salt Lake City <laughs> Olympics. Okay. A, the that was the year of the DC sniper attacks. Oh, that, yeah, shit, that was scary as hell. Just picking people off at gas stations. Uh, speaking of terrifying, hmm. it's also the year that the Homeland Security Act was passed. Oh man, it's wild what um you do in a panic. You know what I mean? What you allow to happen in a panic? Like we were so terrified of. What happened September 11th that it was like, yes, you can listen to everything we do. Were, of course. Were we in a panic? Like, individual people were. But as a nation. For like, a little while we were. I I'm think. just saying. There was a, there were a few months there. No, um, I get it. This is a full year after. No, I, I think it's starting to die down at this point. But it was because it's like the one year anniversary. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was. And then after that, it kind of tapers down. I'm, I'm just saying. 
I lived through it. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> anyway. Because I know, I know that always makes you roll your eyes. Continue. Um, people that were born that year, literally it, half the Stranger Things cast. So there you go. <laughs> the people that we lost that year, we lost Chuck Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was sad. Responsible for uh, all my favorite cartoons. Richard Harris. Okay. James Coburn. And, and Joe Strummer yeah. of The Clash. I, I, I can't believe that it was 20 years ago. Yeah, it's it's wild. Holy shit. Okay. 20 years ago. Yeah, that's it's a lot. I started college 20. I've known Jason Jones 20 years. Nice. 20 long <clears throat> years. Yeah. I've had that man follow, follow me around like that little fish that swims underneath the shark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just fucking, I love you, buddy, if you hear this. Um, so, anyway, let's talk about the ring. The ring. Let's talk about the American ring. All right. Um, this movie is PG 13 because, of course, it is. Right. It yeah, is. Yeah, there was, I mean, like in the Japanese version, there really wasn't blood and gore. Exactly. So, uh, that's what gives the R rating. One thing you're not going to like is. One thing. This movie is longer than the japanese version how much longer so the japanese version was one hour and 35 minutes yeah this movie is one hour and 55 minutes that's too long so there you go i can probably already suggest 30 minute edits i i don't know um this movie's actually pretty good mm-hmm. i'm just saying uh like it, it was released october 18th of 2002 it's directed by gore verbinski they're gonna say gore Vidal. It's directed by <laughs> Gore Vidal. Uh, uh, Gore Verbinski, who directed Mouse Hunt, Pirates of the Caribbean 1 through 3, Rango. Underappreciated Johnny Depp movie Rango. Rango is such I a good I don't think time. I've ever officially seen that. Yeah, it's like the animated, like he's a, it's like a western where he's a little chameleon. I think it's a chameleon. Yeah. 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 I've never seen it. He directed uh, then two massive failures. Uh, Cure for Wellness and The Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. Remember that? Oh, it's like, yeah. why is Johnny Depp A, playing awful. a Native American, and why is Johnny Depp B, a Native American who has a dead bird yeah. on his head? That's a thing. Uh, this movie, the screenplay was written by Aaron Kruger, who wrote Arlington Road, which is legit a great movie. Okay. Never seen it, but it's okay. such a good movie. If you've never seen Arlington Road with Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones, it's fucking wild. Okay. Um, he wrote Scream Three. Eh. Eh. Skeleton Key. Mm. Problematic. Okay. Um, some of the Transformer stuff. He wrote the new Top Gun Maverick movie. The okay. movie that got oh, Tom that's Cruise to out. get back in a plane. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's based on the novel by Koji Suzuki that we talked about last week. Uh, the cast is a little more well-known <laughs> to us. Uh, the lead of is. this film is Naomi Watts. Okay. Uh, we all know her. We all love her. She's playing a character named Rachel. She was in a billion things as a background player, and then... Then she became a star. And then met uh, Papa David Lynch. <laughs> and was in Mulholland Drive, and that really is what... Then she became a star. Yeah, this is kind of not long after 
Mulholland, I think Mulholland Drive. She shot it in 99 to be a TV pilot, and then no one picked it up, so they went and filmed, like, the last half hour and then capped it and then released it as a movie in, like, I think 2001. So this is, like, the year after. Okay. This so was she's... The next movie she did. She's, like, the big Mulholland Drive person. All right. At this point still. Is this her... This is you said her first movie after Mulholland Drive. I or think so. It's it definitely kind of like bad. one of the. It's her big follow up okay. to Mulholland Drive. Got it. Um, she also was in I Heart Huckabee's, the King Kong remake, Eastern Promises. Mm-hmm. She's Janie E in Twin Peaks, a uh, season three. Yep. She has a child whose name is Sunny Jim. Yeah. Which is a normal child name because I love you, David. That's much. ridiculous. I love you so much. I just want to be friends with you forever. Weirdo. <laughs> uh, this movie also stars Martin Henderson as Noah. He's in Smoking Aces, Torque, Flyboys. Torque? Yeah, Torque. The movie <laughs> Torque. Uh, it's a Torque. It's a movie about crotch rockets. Oh, it's like got an it. action movie about crotch rockets. And he's in Flyboys, the James Franco World War One fighter pilot movie. Okay. That I only remember because, what was the movie? This is the end, where the world's ending. He's got the prop gun from the movie. He's like, I was in Flyboys, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I have a gun. Um, so there's also Brian Cox. Uh, he's an X2 adaptation He's really huge now because of that, that HBO show Succession. Um, I know him best as the original Hannibal Lecter from Manhunter. Oh, and you know him best as the captain from Super Troopers. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Give me the goddamn soap. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> all right. We have uh, David Dorfman, who plays Aiden. He would show up in The Ring 2. The re- or the sequel to this film, mm-hmm. um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, and Drillbit Taylor, <laughs> Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, I, that mo- that's a forgettable movie. Yeah, I just remember the cover of like Owen Wilson with that flat top doing that karate kick. Yeah, that's all I can remember about that movie. <laughs> and okay, so there you go. That's all the the memories I have about um, that. So uh, before. <laughs> Mm-hmm. before we start transitioning to seeing this thing i do want to point out that until the release of stephen king's it the first chapter mm-hmm. like in 2017 this was the highest grossing horror remake uh ever ever it made i remember it was like it was crazy crazy so popular yeah i i like I said, like I said in a previous episode, like I know it from the kind of the zeitgeist. Like it, it was such an incredibly popular movie. All right, so we've got uh, we've reached the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster of the movie, and I tell you, try to tell you what it's going to be about. Now, this is a movie like remake, so I kind of already know what it's going to be about. Um, but I know what poster you're going to show me. Show me this poster is way better than the Japanese one. It's black poster with a it looks like a uh, solar eclipse the ring you know so it's going to be a it's going to be like the last movie it's about a cursed video tape okay video tape but instead of spoiler alert making her father watch it 
I believe the deal is that she puts it in a like blockbuster type video. So it's just like someone random will see it. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this movie before? No. No. No, absolutely not. I just, I, I don't know. I know the ending because I've seen, I've, I've been alive. Sorry, I was watching your neighbor almost fall down her stairs. <laughs> nice. All right, so we are going to watch this on Shutter, I guess. No, it's not on Shutter. It's on Netflix. All right. It's on the big boy, the, the big OG boy. of streaming. All right, so uh, join. You should it. probably watch it before Netflix loses <laughs> all your shit, and then Andor raises their prices again. Yep. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Welcome back. We watched the American version of The Ring. 2002. 2002. This was a good remake. Like this we, was the same movie. I was going to say, like, it was... Almost verbatim. <laughs> I enjoyed um, the different... El- like, they added an element of horses <laughs> to make it even more about white people. <laughs> it was... Um, Nothing screams rich white people like horses. Yeah. Rather than it being a woman in 1910, Japan, kind of doing the sideshow act as it was in Japan, in the Japanese version, this time it was a girl who couldn't control her power and used it to kill horses. Uh, And then, you know, uh, her family and a lot of other people. A lot Be- of other people. She was mad because she thought her adopted family loved the horses more than her. Right. And she was judging yes. by the fact that the mom... It wasn't her adopted family. Put the bag over her head, hit her in the head, and <laughs> tossed her in the well. That was... A, that was it's a pretty good sign that she likes the horses more. That was a twist that um, I wasn't expecting. You it's it the was... mom who kills her in this one, not the not the father. There is no, um, because it's America and we're very puritanical, there was no baby out of wedlock like there was in the Japanese version. They were a happily married couple who couldn't have children. Tried and tried and tried and tried. And that's kind of what 
the mom says while she kills her is like, you were never supposed to be. And just tips her over into a well. So. And doesn't <clears throat> understand why she, bad things keep happening to her. This movie is essentially the same movie. It, but yes. The, it, it, I think the elements they added, and I thought it was interesting that they chose horses because at the um, end of Ringu, when, you know, you, it's a close, t- it's a close up of the eye. It does look very horse-like, doesn't it? Like it is kind of like a big I, weepy horse I could eye. See that. I could see that. Um, the thing for me is this movie is in a lot of ways, in some scenes, shot for shot remake. Yes. It has a very different color palette. I like the color palette of, color palette of this movie more. Mm-hmm. It looks very horror film. It's very dull um, compared to the Japanese version, version which is very bright. In comparison, um, I thought this was a little sloppily made. Uh, for example, the incident of the mother, the girl, the mother pushing the girl over in the well. It also was supposed to be in like the fifties, but then when it did the shot of her killing her, she was wearing pioneer lady outfit. Like, did you notice that? Because I took a hard notice of that. I was like, oh, okay, so we're talking about olden days. Maybe early 20th century, late late 19th century. And then when, she, when um, our main character, the lady, when she comes across all the news articles and everything, it's from like the 50s and 60s. And then when they do all the flashbacks to when she does kill her daughter, she's wearing um, like a five-piece mid-Victorian era dress. With a little bustle and a short coat, and it was like, huh, that's an odd choice. Is that like some rich people shit, maybe? Nope. Mm. Like, not much. My grandparents were rich people in the, you know, in the fifties and sixties. It, it was very. Uh, maybe it was just they were like June Cleaver, and uh, this is creepier. <laughs> maybe, but then why not just make it back then? Because then there wouldn't be newspaper articles about it. Yes, there would have been. There just wouldn't have been. Not in not not in the Seattle area. <laughs> not in the Seattle area. No, no, they were behind the times. Those fuckers couldn't read back in the day. Right, I forgot about that. Seattle, Josh's did, Seattle, Seattle. Seattle didn't get the ability to read until <laughs> like nineteen ten. Well, I don't. That explains the Chinese Exclusion Act. Uh, this movie, like I said, shot for shot remake at times. At t- um, yes, most I, of the time, I fact. think. The things that they change from the Japanese version are better. Okay. I think having a video expert who's also a psychic and also the boy's father Mm -hmm. is a bit of a stretch in the Japanese version. And this is just like, he's a video expert, so she goes to him and he also happens to be the father. The psychic shit all comes from the kid. The kid. Which also then ties back because... It was the little girl who had the psychic ability. Yeah. Not the mom. I think that's the smartest thing the remake does. What did you think of their changing it to like, she wants to be a bad kid. She wants to do bad. Like, she knows what she can do with her, you know, brain and, yeah, it's all right. So here's where I'm at. Like, we're not going to really go over the plot so much because like I said, it's literally yeah. the Japanese range. Shot for shot. With some different, like some slight changes. Um, however, however, here's my take on this. 
I like the remake more. Um, okay. I, I feel it falls into the category of what I like to call um, the 2000s pointless remakes, though. <laughs> where it was. What else did they remake then? Th- tons. Tons of movies. Like, a film would come out, and a horror film especially, in another country. And then studio execs would go, <laughs> studio execs would go this movie's really good. Let's Americanize people, it. People aren't going to read it. <laughs> so let's just fucking remake it, but By with English rights. actors. Yeah, and, and sometimes, and sometimes with like the original like filmmakers, they would just be like, "Can you just come here and do a shot for shot remake of this movie, but where everyone speaks in English, please?" Yes, because where there can be no reading, people are lazy. Yeah, there's even a voiceover if I'm remembering correctly, reading aloud the newspaper as it fluttered in yeah. front. <laughs> um, like, we're not going to leave you for any of this. However, like there have been weird times in our history where like a film will be so good it will cross that line and people are like i'll watch it it was subtitled right like i remember crossing tiger um, hidden dragon playing fucking everywhere. yeah everybody played that <laughs> um what was the movie that just won the academy not just but last year's academy award for best picture um it was a korean movie wasn't it parasite that was a that couple was years ago but okay yeah. but paris you know parasite um, everybody was talking about like right. that was the thing pan's labyrinth oh yeah Spanish doesn't One count of the as, greatest as a, films of all time. It's a different language Pan's here in America. Uh, it does in West Virginia. <laughs> no, I, was, I just kind of said that because all the you're in America speak English. Like when you're in backwoods, rural ass West Virginia, and they're playing Crouching as Tiger, Hidden are. Dragon at your movie theater, you, you know, know that, that shit has like crossed over. The Pec de Loup, yeah, the Brotherhood of the Wolf. I That's another one. Uh, it didn't play at my theater. Oh, <laughs> I remember buying it at Walmart and watching it. And I was like, this movie is fucking dope. There's like uh, Native American Kung Fu, which is not a real thing, but for that movie was, and that was fucking awesome. Uh, but I very distinctly remember going to Valley Cinema 3 in New Martinsville and buying a ticket to see Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon because I thought it was just going to be like sword fights and trees. And instead, and instead, it was a little bit of that and a lot of like love story. And I was like, uh... I loved that, but it was cool that yeah. like the effects were insane. Hillbillies were there watching this <laughs> story. And oh, look at that! She can run up on trees, just run across the water. She's Jesus. Yeah. So I think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon did a lot for subtitles in American culture. Yes. I don't think we would be. Where As we accepting are now. giving Parasite the Academy Award, for example. I mean, Jesus Christ! I remember pre Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like the the idea of a subtitled movie playing in my hometown was never going to happen. <laughs> so, but anyway, times they were changing. Um, I just think the American remake, despite being unnecessary, because it is at times a shot for short remake, the things it gets right, it does better okay i think the only thing it does worse than the japanese remake is in wardrobe and i don't give a shit about the wardrobe i do because it's lazy is i I, and i'm gonna say this too i enjoyed watching her fuck those newspapers up (laughs) and really irritate you because you're like that's not how you preserve these what is she and she's just like ripping the shit apart and i was like "Mm mm-hmm Destroy that knowledge. I'm glad you were happy about that. Destroy that knowledge like a white person. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think structurally, the American film is better. I think it makes more sense. 
maybe because it was made from for my sensibilities. I was gonna say it might just be that. I mean, um, I'm I'm not. I like the color palette more. I like the score more. The only thing that I think the Japanese version does better is wardrobe. Sadako is scarier than Samara. Yes, hands yes. down. The movement. Did they now? Did they shoot the American version? We talked uh, in last week's episode that the crawling out. It's all backwards. It was all backwards. Did they do that in the American version as well? It was literally almost shot for shot. The difference is... You keep saying that, but there's significant differences. There's an entire subplot. There's, like, a lot... Yes, the the parts that are about Samara and um, the powers and being in the well are the same. But that's kind of... Like, the introduction of the ex... Is the same yes, in the rain. That of the is boy. true. The shots of the two he, girls yeah. at the beginning. Because even are I was like shot for shot. Oh, that takes some. Like there yeah. are scenes in this. Like there are divergences. Obviously, we've been talking about them. But like there's whole scenes in this movie where they're like, mm. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or it's lazy. One right? of the two. So, well, I mean, like, how many ways can you shoot a small enclosed room in a television that keeps flipping on? And I also, well, yeah, but uh, the one with the father, I think, was just such. Because it, it sets it up nicely to be like, oh, shit, that was his dad. Oh, okay. I think that that was taken because I don't think there's a better way to do it. But I think that that needs to be said, that that's why it was like that, because that was the best way to shoot that, now, get that across. The American version obviously adds more gore. Yeah. And like, what is it, the old man character is her uncle in the Japanese version and he's and sitting on the beach and he's like I don't want to talk about her she's fucking crazy right and then in this one it's her dad it's Brian Cox and he's just like he beats the shit out of Naomi Watts yep. with like a horse bridle mm-hmm. or whatever and then he fucking Puts it in electrocutes his mouth. himself yeah it was like oh shit and it's, okay. that may be the most violent moment in the whole movie is what is watching him do his like a little twitch death dance uh, I also thought it was kind of backdoored in i guess i don't know if that's the right word um you mean anal sex (laughs) why like (laughs) how they tried to explain how this got on a movie so in in this in this version the little girl gets is was she committed and she would draw these pictures and they turned into like film negatives in her mind that she was do it. it with her mind. She could do it with her mind. She could turn paper into like film negatives. Well, they weren't. No, no, no. No. She could project an image onto an x-ray. That was it. She could project an image onto an x-ray. And they made sure that they explained that to you. If she could, if she could turn paper into x-rays, that's not super. That, that being Jesus. Anyway. So Jesus they made sure to explain that to us because that's another thing that American movies do is they over explain everything. Because they're like, oh, we, we make sure you got to explain this. All right, fine. Yes, this is how it ended up being on a videotape. Okay. Anyway. And like the Japanese version, the mom has like powers. She has like foresight. Right. And then the... But only when she's around the dad. The, the daughter has that as well. And this, it's... Neither of the parents have that. They're just like, oh shit, like she just got powers. And I think the ending of the Japanese version was better. The idea of, um, she doesn't say the plan out loud other than saying, dad, I have something, I I have something uh, we want to show you. It's for, and her son, 
And then that's kind of the last scene of the movie. And it's this interesting question of, would you do it? Would you, knowing that it will save your grandchild, your daughter, like, would you watch this movie and just let it attack you? Um, Rather than just kind of putting it back out into a, you know, kind of a rental situation, giving it off to somebody else. Well, that actually didn't happen in the end of the movie. Well, yeah, they just made a copy of it. We don't know what they're going to do with it. They shot a thing that happened with it. Okay, and what was that? And they dropped it because the studio was like, you're going to confuse people. See? So there was a there was a bookend All right. of the film with Chris Cooper, uh, actor that I love. I don't know who that is. With all of my heart. Um, he's the lead of Mate One. <laughs> I don't know who like, that is. He's an adaptation. I'll show you a picture. And you'll be like, oh, my God, I know Chris Cooper. I don't think I will. I know Bradley Cooper. I know that face. Okay, I do know that guy. Yeah, he's in, like, <laughs> everything. All right. Anyway, he bookends the film, and his character is, like, a rapist. Cool. Who is in jail, and he's getting out of prison. And he's like, I've been reformed. I found God. Like, I know I fucked up. I'm not that guy anymore. And she doesn't believe him. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, that's who she gives the tape to. Oh. Because she's just like, fuck that guy. Um, but they couldn't use it because the merit that's too confusing. They were their little brains. They won't understand No, it. they filmed it, and then they put it in the movie, and then they showed it, and, like, test audiences were like, so is Chris Cooper going to be in this movie anymore? And they were like, no. <laughs> and people were like, I, I'd have more Chris Cooper. And the studio was like. Is that what they actually said, or yeah. is that what you're saying that they said? No, because you like Chris Cooper. That is. And that's what you would ask. Both. It's both. Okay. <laughs> but, like, test audiences were like, he's the biggest name in the movie. Why isn't he in the movie more? I thought Naomi Watts would have Not been. at this point. I thought this, she was following this up. This is right after Mulholland Drive. Okay, here's the thing about Mulholland Drive you got to understand. Mulholland I've Drive. got to understand it. Mulholland Drive was shot in the 90s. Okay. And released as a TV pilot in 99. Okay. So, it came out in the theaters not long before this so oh, okay so when once she was being making it she was okay i see what you're saying like she was a complete almost no name gotcha during okay. the making and the early like press of this movie gotcha so um i don't know like like i said uh sadako versus samara samara is a child like a little girl who wants to be bad right Sadako is like older and been neglected and put on a freak show and isn't bad, but just has not been taught not to. Do you know what I mean? She hasn't been taught how to use her power. And the novel version of Sadako is implied to be like intersex. Okay. Which leads to the freak show aspect of her character. Um. So it, I think it's interesting that American audiences were like, let's just make her a child because creepy children are in right now. <laughs> and it was quite a thing at that time. This was like right not long after like the Omen remake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was, there was kind of a thing in the early orphan. 2000s about that. <laughs> what are we watching next week? Because we've already done. Is there a third version of the ring? Are we doing the ring two? I know there. Yeah, there's a sequel, right? Well, hold on. I want to talk about this some more. Oh, okay. I'm going to ask, I'm going to bring this up real fast. Um, 
I think there's a theme uh, from the book of The Ring, and it translates interestingly to both movies. Okay. Which is technology is new. Like, we look at the technology in, the, in these movies and we're like, VHS tapes. Yeah. Newspapers. But, like, technology has, in these movies, is on display as a way for us to self-destruct ourselves. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, we use technology. It, it almost predicts social media. Like, the idea of we get a piece of technology, it's all-consuming in our lives. Like, for seven days, all she does, all she thinks about in both films is this tape. Where does this tape come from? What do I got to do? I, I don't want to die. This whole, like, their whole lives for seven days revolve around this tape. And then they die. Mm-hmm. So it's like this all-consuming technology that kills us. Do you think that that's what the underlying sub-theme is? Or do you think the underlying sub-theme is, like, not educating and talking about things? And... um well, not in the American version, obviously, but in the original Japanese version, the idea of exploiting children and not explaining things mm-hmm. and just, you know, almost there's an underlying thing about feminism in there and uh, the ignoring of, you know, children should be seen and not heard. Because if you remember in the Japanese version, they were, te- wasn't it they were testing her mother, not her so then we also have this idea of like oh the silly little woman look at this crazy thing she can do and like that's what makes the little girl kill and like set fire to stuff is because someone's hurting her mom yeah and so there's like this love element and then all that's you know of course removed in the american version but that's what i my takeaway was and i think you're totally right and i think all that's in there and i think it's in the novel and i think it can help but come out in the movies Okay. And I, I would add to what you just said, the power of myth, right? Literally, yeah. it's a ghost myth that is killing these people, right? Their belief in like a folklore story, because mm-hmm. everywhere's got one. Everywhere's got a Mothman or a New Jersey Devil or a fucking <laughs> Mamie just, Thurman. It's, like everyone's it's, got it's like just a... Jersey Devil. It's not New Jersey. Okay. Jersey Devil. Everyone's got, everyone's got a, you know, if you come down the interstate... Yeah. At 10.05. Oh, yeah. Cryptid. And the moon is coming down at the right time. You'll see, like, this ghost lady who was killed on her way to prom or left by her husband. Like, you know, everyone has a tell them large marge set. Yeah. And this was just ghost. the idea that, like, what if that was real? Yeah. What if, you know, or, your scary urban legend was real? Or if you believe in it so much you make it real. Oh, or that too. Right? Like... You make it real by how much power you put into it. No, I mean, it was real. Yeah. In this one, it called even when they weren't at the cabin. It could call anywhere. His afterwards. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> they had cell phones. Oh, that's true. So. Uh, okay, I got to ask. Yeah. Which one did you like more? I like the Japanese version more. Yeah. I like the American one more. I know you've said it a lot. <laughs> you like the American version I get it. I think it was, I liked the elements they added. I understand why they added it because it's a different audience. But I think there was more t- 
to sink your teeth into. There is more to kind of think about and ponder in the Japanese version. I don't know if I'm saying that because I saw that one first, so I kind of knew what was coming. So it all seemed kind of new and interesting. But mm-hmm. I would even argue, I kind of always knew what was coming. I mean, it's just part of the zeitgeist of our culture, the the creepy ring girl. Yeah, I, I saw the American one first. Okay, so, so that, maybe that's that it. That might be playing a big part in it. Yeah. I just remember like the it's horse scene. It's like your first scene. doctor. I liked it until the horse scene. And I was like, oh, fuck. This movie's better than I thought it was going to be. Like, the, horse, <laughs> the horse gets chopped The dead horses. You were like, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm in for that. And it flashed the little ring. I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> so, your mom watched it. She liked it. It was a creepy movie. She likes it. It wasn't scary, scary. It was a thriller. Would you watch this with your children? No. Anything having to do with like moms and killing kids or bad parent related. Like, uh, they can watch it on their own time. That yeah. I don't want to be a part of that. Fair. As we get off here, we're going to go watch Mommy Dearest okay. with the children. <laughs> I have that on VHS no tape. DVD. Hangers. Um, and I think I may, or I may have lost it, but uh, I used to have it on the VHS and a DVD. And then I still had my original, like, where I taped it off Prism. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to be like, I have it on Beta. No, we never had Beta, but I definitely recorded shit off. Uh, Prism was like HBO for the Philadelphia area. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it was. Nice. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are we watching next week? Are we ready um, to talk about that? We're leaving ghosts behind. Okay. And going for our make and remake. So this is the first make. What are we watching? We're watching 1933's The Invisible Man. Ooh, I like an old movie because they're short. It's also fun because people are like, which of the weird remakes are you going to watch? It's probably the one you think it is, but but we'll see. Okay. Well, join us next week when we break down that movie. Until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy, and I'm still his girlfriend. (laughs) Yay.